All right, what are we drinking today? Today, we're going to drink some raspberry yerba mate. Mm. Yeah, we're just taking a bit of a break from coffee, so... Not really. It's just well, literally for this episode. For this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not sponsored by Yerba Mate, but if you want to sponsor us... Yerba Mate is not a brand. What's the name of the brand? <laughs> Guayaki. Yeah, so this is this is not sponsored by Guayaki, um, the brand that makes us Yerba Mate, <laughs> but if they want to sponsor us... You literally um, said, like, this isn't sponsored by chocolate, but if chocolate, you want to sponsor us? Well, <laughs> whatever. Cheers. Refreshing. So we recently moved. Yeah. And one of the most frequently asked questions was, why... Did we move? Because, you know, our previous apartment was beautiful. Gorgeous. Amazing views. It was new, had AC in a nice neighborhood. People were like, why would you move away from that? I think one of the biggest things for us was that we wanted to be in a little bit more of an accessible neighborhood. We wanted to be in a place where things were going on and happening. And in our previous apartment down in the West End, you are near the beach. You're near like Stanley Park. And those are really summery things, but Vancouver rains like 10 months of the year. So you're not really accessing that for most of the time. It's beautiful, but it's very quiet. And it's definitely a lot more residential than what we initially wanted. And I think in the beginning it was nice because we have Jasper and walking the dog is really beautiful along the seawall. However, from like a living and entertainment and dining experience, there's not too much in the West End. No. Also, the demographic in the West End is a bit older. Like, it is yeah. not that that's a complaint, but if you are young, you want to be around things that are hip and busy and happening. Hip? Hip. The old people don't have them anymore. They got them replaced. And speaking of accessibility, the whole 15-minute city controversy... Let's talk about it. It's ridiculous. So if you haven't heard, well, the 15-minute city initially was like an urban planning, I guess, principle or philosophy where it'd be ideal to have everything that you need in your life within a 15-minute walking or cycling. So we're talking schools, shops, uh, your work, everything within a 15-minute, I guess, distance. And now it's turned into this conspiracy. It's pretty interesting on how it started, especially because a lot of it has been like pandemic related. Yeah. And how people did not like being locked in their own home. And they're like, you're restricting us. And this is literally 1984. And yeah, which was so wild to see because like, I feel like to us, it's such a no brainer, like no shit. We want to have things close to us. That's why we moved to this neighborhood is because there are so many more things closer to us. But then to see people, especially like the clip that I saw was from Edmonton, which is my hometown. And people were complaining that they are like locking us in into these districts and bureaus and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, of course, they're from Edmonton. A lot of people in Alberta are so set in their waves of just driving long distances, having these like massive, you know, parkades and just kind of driving everywhere. Yeah, they're just so hesitant on any other lifestyle other than driving 30 minutes, the drive through, going to the mall. Well, a big reason on why this controversy started is I think they were proposing the idea in Oxford that if you drive through slower street neighborhoods too often, you can get fines. Right. So 
that kind of snowballed into people thinking, oh, I'm not allowed to enter this neighborhood. I'm not allowed to like leave my own neighborhood. But really it's just like slowing down traffic and just like yeah. stick to main roads. Like you don't need to be cutting through neighborhoods. And they already have some tolls in Europe where like if you go to downtown within a certain time frame, you're going to have to pay like a, a toll service fee. Like it's not crazy outside of current reality. And maybe that's why people in, in North America are like, okay, well, if it's happening in these like socialist countries, it must eventually happen here. It's like fear mongering over roundabouts. It's, it's like it's so better for traffic, crazy. but you're crazy. I was, I was honestly just, yeah, I was at a loss for words. I was like, how can people, you know, how can people not like the idea of having things closer to you? Like, even if you're driving, it's a closer drive. Yeah. Like, just to have things in your area and just to assume that everyone has the capacity to drive, everyone has the financial means to drive, is very privileged. And why wouldn't you want a walkable city? I think it's, I think it's less so about the benefits of having a walkable city, though. I feel like any rational person is going to be like, okay, cool, like a dentist and like a grocery store and a liquor store near me within 15 minutes, mm -hmm. that's cool. Like any reasonable person. But the fact that they use this like buzzword of district and idea of passing through a neighborhood. Okay, but like, is district even a buzzword? I I mean, they, I mean, like we've all seen apocalyptic movies. They have like district, district 12. One, yeah, 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 whatever. And like, <laughs> so these people, they don't understand that the word can just have its own natural meaning that we yeah. use in everyday life like pronouns like yeah they're like pronouns i don't, <laughs> I don't have, have any. pronouns i'm like <laughs> what do you mean you and know? it's just uneducated people who yeah. are wanting to find a reason to be upset or like to play a victim card because they don't fully understand the context of the scenario at the same time if these people don't want a 15 minute city that's less taxes that we're putting towards their shitty communities yeah, but the thing is, like, within these cities, there are people who still need the 15-minute cities. There are and people who can't drive. Like people are in wheelchairs. People yeah. in wheelchairs cannot access their wheelchair on, like, the snowy, ice-covered sidewalks. Some like, places in Edmonton don't even have sidewalks. Like, you're literally, it's either the road or nothing. Like, you can't physically get yeah. there if you're not driving or taking the bus. That's true. Which is like, that's I think where my issue is coming from. Because the loudest people are the people who are driving these like massive trucks. The and yeah, they can, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're most privileged. They can drive anywhere. But then these voices of people who need that accessibility just can't have it. They or they have to, yeah. yeah. But like speaking of conspiracies, mm -hmm. are there any that you think are real? See, my issue is that I don't care enough about conspiracies not even one like you're not like no. moon landing was fake you're like 100 real no not even like the photos were fake i don't even care you don't like care? what does that have to do with me i mean i think it's just fun to think about yeah but it's like not yeah i really just i really just don't care i know you believe in aliens yeah for sure no i aliens I, are real i also believe that there are other things outside you know, other than us, like living, the universe is massive. It's huge. So there's got to be something else. Incomprehensibly big. Yeah. So obviously there, there's got to be something else. But do I care to obsess about like, oh, this image was seen in the sky or this like saucer that's floating? I really could not give two shits. I think the appeal of that is how it's tangible and we can learn from it. I think... Uh, especially because like of all like the alien whatever flying saucer whatever you want to call it yeah that i don't know like if we are able to get our hands on and learn from i think that's an exciting thing for like technology and science definitely and, like 
I think that's what appeals to me more than like the government is hiding this from you. I'm not like, yeah. a, I'm not like a <laughs> anti-government. I'm just like, I think it would be cool for the people to know, but it would, I th- like solve a lot of problems. Right. I think the people that also are like that, like, Oh, the government is hiding secrets in this hats <laughs> are just, they have, you know, they have nothing bigger to worry about. Like that is the that privilege is that word. they are living in that they obsess over these theories and conspiracies because they're in their personal lives. There's nothing else to really worry about. Like they're not facing systemic racism, class issue. So they're like focusing on these like outside things. Anyways, uh, conspiracies aside, another reason why we moved into the new area is that in a previous vlog, when I mentioned maybe like two years ago, that the previous apartment had a rent to own program where 75% of our monthly rent would go into this like arbitrary monopoly dollar with that developer to eventually buy a home. So that is the program that we were in. But the issue was, as we did a little bit more digging in, um, you have to buy a pre-sell with that developer, which makes sense. Like no realtor is going to take this random monopoly dollar and take you seriously, right? So you have to buy a pre-sell. And when we asked the agent, the studio apartments that are going to be like 390 square feet will be at about a million dollars. So like half of a living space. For two people. For a million dollars. And yeah, it's nice to have a portion of your down payment covered by this like monopoly money. But the biggest issue was that in the contract, it said that this program could go away at any time without any warning. And you're just, it's done. And like a million dollars for a studio is just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't think anybody should ever pay that. Yeah, because even if the studio, like there are larger studios and smaller studios, but the fact that this one was going to be about 400 square feet or probably under, because you don't know it's a pre-sell. Like you don't fit a couch, a bed, and a table in that. No, you're going to need a Murphy bed. And it seems like when I was talking to the agent that this program really isn't curated for first-time home buyers. Although in theory, it sounds like, okay, this is like a way for us to get into the housing market. It seems like a lot of people that were actually in this already have multiple investment properties and they are living in these rental buildings because it's in a nicer neighborhood. It might be a newer building. Or they're like renovating one of their current like exactly. That they're living yeah. In. And now this is a way for them to kind of offset some of the down payment that they're looking for. They're like third investment property. I know people are going to say like, oh, you have this money kind of arbitrarily saved up anyway, like this fake dollar program might as well buy it as an investment property, even though we may not want to personally live in a tiny studio. But then like, aren't we just contributing to the problem that is like the Vancouver housing market where people are renting out these tiny, tiny units for astronomical prices and people have to live somewhere. I don't feel comfortable renting yeah. out a 400 square foot. And the reality is in downtown Vancouver, it's probably going to go up to like $25 to $2,800. And like property fees. Especially with and the mortgage that we'd have to pay on a million dollar property. So all in all, the program not being for us the neighborhood being a little bit too residential and quiet. And plus, um, because my work involves me filming at home, um, just wanted to change the scenery. And I think something different and something a bit more, I don't know, lofty, just kind of fits the vibe a little bit more. And I'm very happy.
Me too. Yeah. We have a wine fridge. We have a wine fridge. The oven's beautiful. We have still yet to get our furniture. So that's still coming. Yeah, it'll be here soon. We're couchless at the moment. Yeah, we're couchless. We're literally laying on the ground trying to watch some Netflix and it is very, very uncomfortable. So but not that uncomfortable. Yeah. There's a fireplace. We're fine. So that is essentially the story of why we moved. And conspiracies. Conspiracies. Do you think you would ever want to move back to Alberta? Or somewhere like rural or quieter? I think if we ever think about moving back to Alberta, I'd like to go to Calgary. Um, I don't think that I want to go to Calgary, but I wouldn't be opposed to considering it later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But like, I'd, I'd like to live in a smaller town eventually, but I mean, it's going to have to make sense for both of our careers. I'd like to have land eventually and like have a beehive and like grow. A beehive? You've literally never said that once. Well, I'm thinking it now, so... Oh, my God. Maybe wanna, some wanna, chickens. Yeah, sure. Chickens, a beehive. A beehive? I want to grow my own veggies. I want to, like... I want to live, like, a little bit of, like, a... Like a farmer. Uh, yeah. Like, I want to... Or, like, like, those, like, I want to buy a pig from, like, yeah. a local farmer and, like, have a shop that and I'm kill able it? to, like... Yeah, yeah, not kill it, but, like, butcher oh. it myself and, like, you know, have, like, a little, like, dry aging <laughs> Not kill it. Just butcher it. I just would like to have, like, a little bit of space that I'm able to, like, live off of hyper locally and like do as much for like self-sufficiency as possible i think for our 20s and 30s for sure we will definitely be in vancouver but maybe 40s 50s you never know i mean that's only like 15 years away never say never with that being said thank you for listening oh also we listened to your guys's feedback because the mic a lot of people were saying like the mic arm was like in our ways. So oh, we got it. these stands. It these are so much better. Yeah. These, There's a lot easier well, to set up. Yeah. The other ones were like slipping off and like falling and tell them about our coffee table. Oh yeah. We had this um, beautiful marble ca- like coffee table and I was like, it's pretty big. Right. I hook it up and I'm like, I, I don't want to like say I moved it pretty heavily. Like I probably like this much force. I was like, is it, is it going to like fall off? Fucking break some marble. Big chunk of marble like straight off. That was gentle. But I guess the lever arm pulling yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was very gentle. Anyways, we have these now. So thank you for your feedback. With that being said, thank you for listening or watching. And uh, remember to be less shitty. Bye. Bye-bye.